It's connected to God's presence. When He shows up, He does so in power. And uh, that's what we experience when we open up and we praise and worship. And we're going to look at this today. The sound of music is instrumental in, in us experiencing God's presence in a powerful way. So it's important that we understand that when we gather here to worship and praise God, we're doing more than something that is preliminary before the preacher comes out to share or, or the speaker comes out to give a message. We're doing something more in praise and worship. And we're going to learn about that today. What, what occurs in the midst of praise and worship. Now, I, I tell you, songs that lift up the Lord, they are powerful. And how many of you believe that that's what music is all about? It's to lift Him up, to exalt Him. How many of you have heard of Johann Sebastian Bach? Any, any Bachites here? Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, he said this, all music should have no other end and aim than the glory of God and the soul's refreshment. Where this is not remembered, there is no real music, but only a devilish hubbub. You see, for Johann Sebastian Bach, Music was made to glorify God. He believed this so much so that he headed all of his compositions with the initials JJ that stood for Jesus Juva, which means Jesus help me. He ended them with SDG, the initials for Soli. Dea Gratia, which means to God alone be the glory. For Johann Sebastian Bach, music was created and invented to bring glory to God. The psalmist penned these words in Psalms 149, verse 3. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. Sing praises is from the Hebrew word zamar, which includes the following definitions according to the Spirit-Filled Life Bible Word Wealth. To make music, sing praises, to sing songs accompanied by musical instruments. Zamar occurs more than 45 times, mostly in Psalms. There seems to be a special affinity between Zamar and stringed instruments. The most important derivative of Zamar is another Hebrew word, Mizmor, which means or is defined as a psalm or song accompanied by instruments. Musical instruments are an integral part of praise and worship. And as I study the scriptures, I've discovered the following. Musical instruments are instrumental in ushering in the presence and power of God. 
instrumental music, instrumental praise and worship is a key component for us in experiencing the presence and the power of God. Even now, as I'm accompanied by our keyboardist, Allie, it is more than her playing the keys. As she's playing the keys through the gift of God that he's given her, the talent that he's given her, and that she has been working at at developing, there is something that happens when you offer to God what he has given you the ability to do. It not only brings glory to him, but it also invites his working in our midst. And so today I'm going to share with you several truths that the Word of God reveals connected to instrumental praise and worship. The first truth I want to share with you about is this. Instrumental praise and worship stirs the flow of God's stream. Instrumental praise and worship stirs the flow of God's stream. I want to take you back to the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis. And we're going to look at chapter 4, verses 20 and 21. Genesis 4, verses 20 and 21. It says, And Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father, notice, of those who play the harp and flute. Jubal was the father of those who play the harp and flute. The implication is that when he was born, he began to develop instruments, instruments of music, that they originated through him. Music began through the talent that he exerted in forming and fashioning instruments for the purpose of making music. What is interesting to me is the meaning of his name. Jabal means stream. Stream. His name is from a primitive root Hebrew word, Yabal, which means to flow, to flow. And I believe that in this understanding, we gain insight into what happens when there's instrumental praise and worship exercised. It causes the flow of the stream of God's river to be experienced in our lives. The Bible tells us in Psalm 46 verse 4, there is a a river whose stream makes glad the city of God. Jesus said in the New Testament, in John 7 and verse 38, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his innermost being will flow streams or rivers of living water. The prophet Ezekiel speaks of a vision that he had or an experience that he had in chapter 47 of the book that he penned. And he says that he saw waters flowing out of the temple of God. And he said that there was this angel that led him to the stream of this river. And the Bible says he went in and, and when he went in, he first went in ankle deep. And 
then he went in knee deep and then he went in up to his waist and then he said the waters were like like waters to swim in and then he pointed out that when he returned from being in that river he said that he noticed on both sides of the banks there were trees there were trees he didn't notice them on the way out but he noticed them on the way back and then he points out that wherever this river went when he went into the sea that then wherever the sea flowed to lived and was healed what is that speaking about that's speaking about the working of the holy spirit and i want you to understand when we praise and we worship the waters are being stirred when 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 ali and those on the instruments are playing their instruments it's more than making a sound it is creating a stirring of the stream of god's river and when we worship and we we praise accompanied by instruments the waters are being stirred and wherever god's spirit flows there is healing there is life there is fruitfulness there are things that are growth that experience growth in their lives this is why we praise and worship we're stirring up the waters we are stirring up the flow of the stream of god's river when ali's playing on the keys the stream is being stirred up the presence of god is being activated because she's not praying she's not playing for you and i she's playing for the audience of one for god and when we invite him to praise and worship he comes he manifests himself his spirit it is at work and we are refreshed we are replenished by the stream of God's river instrumental praise and worship stirs the flow of God's stream another truth regarding instrumental praise and worship instrumental praise and worship breaks off the devil's oppression instrumental praise and worship breaks off the devil's oppression I want you to know that the devil desire, desires to simply hold us captive enslave us but Jesus came to bring us freedom the devil desires to oppress to weigh down to torment to tyrannize and in the Old Testament we read about King Saul being tormented by a distressing spirit. King Saul decided to disobey God and he had set his heart to do his own thing and God was aware of it and so much so that he got tired of having King Saul as a king. So he led, directed Samuel the prophet to go and anoint David to be the next king of Israel but before David would come into that position of kingship he was called upon while King Saul was still king to serve him as his armor-bearer and he came and he served him and we see in first Samuel 16 and verse 23 the following and so it was whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul that David would take a harp and play it with his hand. Then Saul would become refreshed and well. And the distressing spirit would depart from him. You see, when Saul disobeyed God repeatedly. And his heart was set to do his own will and not God's will. 
God removed his hand from Saul. And in so doing, it allowed the devil's working through a distressing, oppressive spirit, tormenting spirit, to begin to work in Saul's mind and soul. And Saul would be distressed and troubled and he was seeking relief. And so someone from his cabinet, one of his servants suggested, let's go and Let's get, the, let's get someone who can play a musical instrument. And, 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 and someone suggested David because he was highly skilled. And, and so David comes in and when David would play his heart, the spirit that distressed, troubled Saul would leave the room. Why? Because David was not playing his instrument for Saul. He was playing it for God. David was a praiser. David played his instrument to exalt God. With his instrument, he was praising God. And the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. In Psalm 22, 3, he inhabits the praises of Israel, his covenant people. And it means that he is enthroned in the midst of the praises of his people. Let me let you in on something. God and the devil are not equal. There is no comparison. Only God is all-powerful. Only God is all-knowing. Only God is everywhere present. praise and worship it invites God's presence into the place into the room that we're at and the devil cannot abide where the presence of God is at work powerfully so this is why when we praise and we worship together there are times that we come and we feel weary we feel weighed down we feel oppressed but when we leave this building we don't leave the same way or you're in your house and you say I know I'm not in that building but I'm going to praise as they're praising I'm going to worship as they're worshiping what happens by the end of the live stream by the end of our service we don't leave the same way we came in we don't we don't experience uh, the, the sameness but we are transformed why because when God shows up where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom The Bible says through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 10, 27, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Whatever the devil uses to yoke you, to hold you down, to weigh you down, can be destroyed can be broken off of you through the anointing oil. The anointing oil is a reference to the activity of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says of Jesus in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and watch and healing who? All, all who 
were oppressed by the devil, for God was with them. You know what this scripture tells me? That Jesus came to deliver whoever wants to be freed from the oppression of the devil. The devil does not have the right to tyrannize, to torment, to deceit you. The devil does not have the right to enslave you. The devil does not have the right to keep you bound. Jesus, by his anointing, by his power, can break off of your life the oppression of the devil. Give you the freedom that your soul so longs for. Woo! He's, and that's what happens in praise and worship. Even as believers, there's times when we are troubled in our soul. But when we praise God, His presence comes and the anointing is manifested and breaks off. When we praise and worship Him. And then, instrumental praise and worship releases the prophetic. Instrumental praise and worship releases the prophetic. What do you mean, Pastor Angel? When we praise and worship, it creates the atmosphere for God to speak to us. To give us a word. A timely word. A word for the moment that we're dealing with. A word of encouragement. A word of assurance. A word of promise. We see an example of this in the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. 2 Kings 3, 14 through 19 says, And Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were not it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. I would not look at you nor see you. He's talking to another king. But now bring me a musician. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. That phrase, the hand of the Lord, it's a reference to the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit coming upon an individual. That's how the Old Testament refers to the working, the activity, the power of the Holy Spirit at work. The hand of the Lord came upon Elisha when as a musician played <laughs> and he said thus says the Lord make this valley full of ditches for thus says the Lord you shall not see wind nor shall you see rain yet that valley shall be filled with water so that you your cattle and your animals may drink and this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord he will also deliver the Moabites into your hand also you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. Now, Elisha was called upon because the people of God had experienced being defeated by their enemy. And now the Moabites were about to come and attack again. And these kings call for Elisha the prophet. Now, Elisha, notice what he said. He said, As the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. He's referring to the other king. He says, If it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, who I'm cool with, who I have no issue with, I wouldn't even be here. He was saying he was bothered by the presence of that other king. 
And because he was troubled, he was bothered. He asked for a musician, an anointed musician. Why? Because he knew that as the anointed musician would play, his spirit would be calmed and he would become sensitive to listening to the listening of the voice of the spirit as well as the leading of the spirit you see this is why we praise and worship this is why it's important when you feel troubled when I feel troubled when it seems like things are cloudy in my mind and I can't get direction it is important in those moments to start worshiping start praising this is why I love being accompanied by music and working in tandem because I know that there's something supernatural that is released that the worship that is being offered through the instrument is doing more than making a sound that is pleasing to the ears it is also inviting the presence of God wherein that atmosphere my spirit becomes calmed and my ear becomes attuned to the voice of the Lord that's what happened here in that atmosphere as the musician was playing there was a prophetic word that was released but notice in this word it he gives not only direction dig ditches dig up ditches but he also gives a word of promise the Lord is going to give you victory over your enemy the Moabites we know that what happened was the next day when the Moabites showed up, they looked at the ditches that were now filled with water because God filled them with water supernaturally. When they looked at them, they saw them as red, the water as red. In their minds, oh, our enemy has already been slaughtered. Let's go and get the spoils. And so when they moved in, the Israelites came out of hiding and ambushed them and defeated them. God gave them the strategy by which to overcome the enemy through the prophetic word that was released to Elisha. And God gave them promise that they would overcome their enemy. I want you to understand, when we praise and worship, God can give us a strategy that will overcome any scheme that the devil has planned to use against our lives. And when we praise and worship, God will give us a promise of assurance that the victory will be ours. This is why we praise and worship, not just as a filler before the preacher comes to deliver the word. No, we praise and worship because we know that even in praise and worship, even before the preacher comes, God can already be speaking to us in an atmosphere that invites the prophetic and he gives us a timely word. How many times have I come to this building or in Cutler and I've been in worship and before I come up to the stage God has already given me a word for me how many times have you come to God's house and you decided I know I'm not feeling good I know I don't feel like everything's together in my life but I'm coming to praise and worship regardless and in the middle of your praising and in your worshiping God has spoken to your heart son daughter I am for you son daughter I am your strength son daughter I am your victory son daughter I am your shield Ah. 
One more. Instrumental praise and worship unleashes God's power. Instrumental praise and worship unleashes God's power. In Isaiah, I love this passage. Isaiah 30, verses 29 through 32. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Are you ready on live stream for this one? Oh, my, 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 my. And you will sing as on the night you celebrate a holy festival. Your hearts will rejoice as when people playing pipes go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. The Lord will cause people to hear his majestic voice and will make them see his arm coming down with raging anger and consuming fire, with cloudbursts, thunderstorm, and hail. Watch this. The voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria. With his rod, he will strike them down. Every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing club will be to the music of timbrels and harps as he fights them in battle with the blows of his arm. Now, I don't know how many of you watched last night what they were promoting on pay-per-view. The fight between Tyson and Jones. I watched very little of it because the way I was watching made me feel ghetto. And I said, no, I can't do that. You know, because everybody and their mother seemed to be showing it on their Facebook page. And so I watched little glimpses because I was curious my curiosity led me to watch a little because I was like, is Tyson going to go for the ear again? That's what I was looking for. But the little that I watched, I was like, these are two has-beens. They're really not delivering anything like they used to deliver. And so I just said, nah, I can't do this. But all I want you to know is this. God says here that he was going to deliver a blow. Not just one, but more than one. Blows against the Assyrians, the people of God. And when God throws a punch, he doesn't shadow box. He always hits the target. But I want you to notice here that he says, I'm going to bring down my punishing rod against the Assyrians. But you've got to understand, the Assyrians at one time had taken Israel captive because of disobedience. And God allowed them. God used them as a means of judgment against his own people to take them into captivity. But now God had delivered them. And God was saying, now I'm going to turn the tables. Now I'm going to beat down your enemies, my people. And he says, I'm going to do it within the context of music being played at the sound of timbrels and harps. I'm going to deliver punishment against your enemies, my people. And then he says, I'm going to deliver blows with my
my punishing hand. And the strokes are going to be in, in tandem and in temple with the music that is played. What are you saying, Pastor Angel? When we praise and worship, there's more going on than what you can see with your natural eye and hear with your natural ears. When we praise and worship, it releases not the Kraken. It releases the Almighty One, the Most High God. And He comes to fight for His people. says of our God in in Exodus 15 he is a man of war and the Bible repeatedly says the battle is the Lord's when we praise and worship we usher in God's presence we invite him into our battlefield I don't know what you're fighting but you don't have to fight alone I don't know what you're battling but you don't have to battle it through your might through your power just get your praise on and you will see him come and do what he does. Woo! Hmm. The devil has beaten some of us up enough. Now it's time for him to have a beat down. And when we give God praise, he shows up in power and in glory. Now, can you imagine? Being in a war, you see the enemy pouring over the ridges. Your first response is, ah! Your sergeant comes to you and says, don't worry, son. Put your rifle down and use this rocket launcher. But sergeant, I don't feel like it. Use it, son. It works. But sergeant, you don't understand. I'm afraid. I'm hurting. I'm unhappy. I'm depressed. My wife yelled at me. Don't give me excuses, private. Use the rocket launcher. Isn't that a little bit of what happens in church? Some people, you'd swear by watching them that their life is always good to them because they make a decision not to let their circumstances or feelings determine their behavior. But then others, if they've had a bad week, they stop using their rocket launcher. Rocket launcher? What are you referring to, Pastor? Praise and worship is a powerful weapon. The psalmist said this of praise and worship. In Psalm 149, verses 5 through 9. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have who? All His saints. Praise the Lord. Now, 
you and I don't fight against natural enemies. Paul made that clear in Ephesians 6.12. We don't wrestle. We don't fight. Our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age, wicked spirits in heavenly places, in the heavenlies. When we praise and worship God, I want you to understand, we praise and worship Him with our praises and a two-edged sword. What two-edged sword? The Word of God. When we combine our praises with His Word, there is a power that is released against our enemy. The enemy is bound and the judgment that has been written against him is executed against him. This is why we ought to praise and worship because when we do, God's authority is exercised against the devil and his minions and they are the ones that are bound they are the ones that are defeated they are the ones whose power is overthrown these verses are telling us that when we praise God his amazing power is released in the heavenlies CWC life I don't praise God because I feel like it I praise him because he said to because it's good for me because when I do he does great things. You already heard about it. You already heard about it. During our praise and worship, you already heard about it. Paul and Silas in Acts 16, 25, they are beaten. They are bloodied. They are bruised. They are bound. But Paul says to Silas, Silas, I'm going to utter a prayer. And then after I'm done with the prayer, we're going to sing songs unto the Lord. And they began in the midst of being bloodied, bruised, bound, and beaten. They made, they, 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 they decided we're going to give God praise. And when they praised God, God's presence was invited into their solitary confinement. And when they were there, the Bible says when God showed up as we heard the doors of the prison cells opened up and then the prisoners that were listening to them even their chains fell off everybody was set free because where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom Mm. and I want you to understand something when you praise God it doesn't just bless God it benefits others when you choose regardless of the pain I'm enduring regardless of the struggle I'm going through I'm going to give God what is due his name I'm going to give him glory you are opening the door for God to show up not only to benefit you but benefit those connected to you I know that there's some of us that know that if it wasn't for a praying mama a praising dad a praying praising father a praising mama that we would not have known the freedom that we know now but I'm glad for those parents that say regardless of my child being in disobedience right now I'm going to serve notice by walking in my house giving God praise that only one king deserves habitation here there's only one Lord that will be honored in my house and I want you to know that the day will come because it happened in my life that you wait because you said I'm going to walk my premises and I'm going to worship God I yes I'll pray I'll play my praise and worship but I'm also going to praise him with my voice and I'm going to invite him to show up I I want you to know the day will come when he will invade that room of that rebellious child and he will reveal I am your freedom I am your salvation I am your deliverer there is something that sets you up for freedom and it is called praise and worship because it invites the presence of the one that frees to show up so today 
I hope you see now, praise and worship is more than a feeler in a service. It's an invitation for God's intervention, for God's manifestation, for God's working in our midst. Instrumental praise and worship. When the drums are played, when the guitar, the bass is being played, when, when the keys are being played, it's more than creating a sound that sounds good. It's releasing a sound that gets to the heart and ears of God and unleashes His working in our midst. This is why we praise. I want to encourage you watching on live stream. Don't you be silent. Open your mouth. Don't just be a spectator. Be a participant. Because when we praise and worship, it invites Him to be enthroned. He comes, establishes His rule, and through His rule, He overrules. Are you ready to give Him praise? Do you have a hallelujah? Do you have a hallelujah? Ah. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. You are the mighty one. You are the Lord who is a man of war, according to Exodus 15.3. The Lord is a man of war. The battle is yours. And when we praise and when we worship, it's an invitation for you to come in the midst of our battlefield and show up and show off who you are and what you can do. I thank you, God, that there is no battle that you cannot win. There is no conflict that you cannot conquer through your power, Lord. Right here, right now, as praise is released, I believe, Lord, you are going to release your power and your presence here as well as on live stream in the homes of those that are saying, I'm going to exercise my rocket launcher. <laughs> the devil's not going to have the last word. God is Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and end. He's first and last. He's the King of kings and Lord of lords. I want to invite you here as well as on live stream as our PW crew leads us in this song. Join in. Because as you do, you're inviting God to do what He does. You're exalting Him as well as releasing Him to do what He does. I'll raise a hallelujah. Let's do it. <laughs> 